Hey. Oh. Okay, sweet. Um, all right. This is the uninitiated podcast with uh, and I'm Avery with your, your co-host or my co-host, uh, Sammy, and uh, today we're talking about Come and See, the 1985 film, and um. Okay, so before we get into that, though, I have general questions for Sammy. Um, okay. This is about like super. Life? Yeah, it's about, just about life. About... Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, so, do you think light waves affect sound? Because, like the, <laughs> because um, because there's more movement happening in the air. So do you mean like, do I think the waves hit each other and affect each other? Yeah. Um, I guess it's a possibility. But also, what if sound waves affect light? So everything we see isn't quite what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But the sound waves are just interfering. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm going to turn on my light in my room. And I was like, Hmm. I wonder if that affects the sound when we're recording this podcast. Yeah, I, don't know. I um, doubt to a significant amount. Yeah, I I wish there was a way to test this. Yeah, I'm sure also, you could look it up. Yeah. Also, I learned when I took physics in high school. I remember learning yeah. sound is affect like obviously all waves are affected differently by um, different mediums. Yeah. And so, and like obviously thicker air and things. I don't know. There's this question is going to lead me down a Wikipedia rabbit hole, probably. Um, Yeah. Also, I don't know about you, but I haven't worn pants or socks in like three weeks. I've just Um, been wearing shorts, like basketball shorts and like sweatpants. Yeah, I've mostly been wearing basketball shorts. But I have been wearing socks. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't wear socks around the house, so. I do because I don't like my feet being exposed. <laughs> <laughs> do you wear socks to bed? No. Okay, that's good. I have before, but it's a rare occurrence. Yeah, for sure. Um. Um... Yeah, today I was like, oh, I'll get dressed because I didn't yesterday. And then Mm -hmm. I am still wearing the stuff I slept in. Nice. Yeah, same here. Um, Also, just so people know, it's not like we're just bums. Uh, It's it's coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Yeah, have you done anything interesting this week? Have I done anything interesting? In terms of just life? Anything? Um, yeah, okay. It's it's going to be a recommendation now. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to talk about, I assume. Oh, okay. So, we'll get to that later, I guess. All right, sweet. Um, um yeah, this week has been uneventful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind it being that way. It's uh yeah, I don't know. Every other day is great, and then every other other day is, like, really weird and awful. Yeah, I feel you. 
I feel like but all the. I feel like if an event were to happen, it'd be a bad one. So I just, I'm glad nothing is happening. Yeah, I get that. Because, I don't know, I haven't committed myself to anything yet. Because I've been, like, kind of doing homework, kind of watching movies, Mm kind of hanging out, you know? Yeah. Like, I need to figure out a routine, and then it'll be fine. Yeah. But we're on like week three, and I still haven't. So yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So yeah, we're talking about come and see. What made you want us to do this for the podcast? Okay, so um, well, it's been like a kind of in movie news recently, but oh, only really? in like nerdy movie news mm-hmm. because it was re-released like a four K. Version. Yeah, I saw that. So it was being released places in like theaters, and I was like, "Man, I hope that comes here." But it hasn't yet, and it might. But yeah, I don't know if that's happening or not. Mm. Um, and then the it just was was added to the Criterion Collection, mm-hmm. so I think that's why they had it on the Criterion Channel. So I was hyped about that. And then I was like, I should rewatch that movie. And then I was like, we could do that for this. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah. Do you, for a movie like this, if they were to show in theaters, would it be like that same theater we went to for a Space Odyssey, probably? Like an IMAX? Yeah, IMAX, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking they would do it at like the one of the uh like the tower of broadway yeah the only thing about that is their screens aren't super yeah their screens aren't huge but i feel like they'd be the ones to screen it yeah you know because i went with jonah to see andre rublev there Mm -hmm. which is like another russian art house thing yeah it's like their it's their thing you know for sure, yeah. Like it's the type of movie they would have. I would love it to see on to see it on like an IMAX screen though. Yeah, that'd be insane. Yeah. Okay, I'll go into general stuff about the movie. Um, yeah. like I said at the top of the show, 1985, uh, directed by Elim Klimov. Elim Klimov, yeah. Okay, and then it's also based on the book. Um, I am from the fiery village and um who's also helped write the screenplay their name is alice uh adamvich obviously i don't speak russian sorry everyone um you've let us down yeah and then on its release it grossed a hundred and $68,817. That's worldwide. Um, which obviously isn't like super good, but like I think considering the movie it is, it's like yeah. really good. I can't imagine recommending this at the time. Yeah, that would... Like I insane. can't imagine being like, oh, this is a good movie you should go see. Yeah, like... Because you have to be like in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, you have to prepare the person. Like, this is going to fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, 
I have some and... stuff about like reception, I guess. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 97% for uh, critics and a 96% audience rating. On IMDb, it has an 8.3 out of 10. And then on Letterboxd, it has a 4.5 out of 5. And it just recently, I think with the new Criterion release, um, entered the top five of all time on Letterboxd. Like oh, that's highest awesome. Rated. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't, I didn't look this up. I wonder what the reception was at the time. I feel like it was well regarded, but obviously not widely seen enough to have been like widely talked about at the time. Yeah. Um, but I think by like, I don't know, probably within like the next decade, it was like generally considered great by like critics and stuff. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. And then I just have like, I didn't, for some reason for this movie, I didn't feel like looking up a bunch in trivia because I was yeah. like, this movie's yeah. more about like the experience yeah. rather than like what behind the scenes. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's just how I feel no, right I now. I felt the same way. I looked up stuff and I, I stopped after like three minutes. Yeah. Um, so all I wrote down was uh, so there was no actors in this movie or professional actors Um, and then this was um, Klimov's last film and he basically said like this is all I can do and and, like I've done all I can do yeah that's satisfied so cool to me yeah that it's gotta be something so great as like an artist being like, mm-hmm. I literally can't make something else because I've said all I need to say with this thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was looking up the cinematography, mm-hmm. I guess, additions. A lot of it was shot on Steadicam. Yeah. Um, and then it was pretty much all natural lighting. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of day-for-night shooting as well. Oh, also they used real live ammunition. Yeah, yeah. I did Which... read that insane That's, but yeah yeah terrifying i was gonna mm-hmm. read up on the animals they definitely killed animals. yeah that's questionable i guess but yeah i would imagine that they potentially got animals that weren't in a great state or something like that yeah possibly like we're dying or something i honestly i don't think so because you see in the very beginning of the film when he's running away and he's in the forest, he steps on the bird eggs. And like, yeah. That's yeah. definitely real. And then, I don't know, the cow. Yeah, yeah the um, cow seemed fine. Yeah. And then it's very much dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's start from the beginning. Okay, so... I don't I I've seen the beginning like the first minute like I don't know probably twice cuz I think you've shown me yeah. before. Yeah. Um and like I don't know that it's such a great opening. Yeah, it's Yeah. It just then, sets the tone weirdly well. Yeah, and then it sets up this thing that reoccurs where like that guy in the beginning comes back and it's like yeah. oh shit. 
I think it's supposed to be his dad, but I'm still not sure. Oh, what? Because really? he doesn't... Yeah, he's not there when he leaves the house. Mm-hmm. But he's like... um, I don't know, yeah. They... There are some, like... Like, they were, he refers to him as his dad or something. Or they're like, oh, oh I... your father. Or, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I totally didn't catch that. Um, because I thought... Why he's like, pissed at him at the beginning yeah or it explains why he's looking for him i guess yeah i guess so i because i got i don't know i got the impression that his dad went off to fight in the war yeah i also kind of get that impression so i don't know to what degree i'm right about the this guy yeah and also to skip like i don't know um a bunch of moments in the film and big spoilers, the guy who's burned, I thought that was the guy who was telling him. No, yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah, so that can't be his dad. Yeah, no, that's because... what I'm thinking. Because there are, they say something like, uh, here's your dad, but then oh, obviously wow. his whole village is gone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's kind of weird, I guess. Yeah, if not, then like an old relative or something. I guess. Yeah, for sure. Or like um, a teacher type mm-hmm. figure. Um, and then I just had this little note. I was like, I've never seen a modern Russian film, but like this opening sequence is exactly what I imagine. Where like the little kid has like the super raspy voice, and he's just like, Yeah, I don't know. And he's like just staring right into the camera, and it's like I don't know. That's like sort of what I imagine. And it's, like, just the way the film looks. Yeah. Like, the actual physical film and how it looks on screen. Yeah. That's, like... Yes. I feel I don't know anything, but I, it feels super Russian. Yeah. I get what you mean. Um, yeah. The... Yeah, and then... I ha- Was it dubbed? Because I feel like a lot of the time the audio doesn't match with their lips. Um... Potentially, or, a few actors were dubbed, or maybe um, I'm just not used to seeing Russian. Yeah, so I don't... it might be that, or it might be that like some of the actors were like speaking Eastern European languages or something, mm-hmm. and they dubbed it into Russian or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I have like a question. So the yeah. mom knew he was gonna be taken away the whole time, right? Like, as yeah. soon as... And then she still, like, rages out when they take him? Yeah, she's freaking out still. Okay. Um, um... Which, I mean, like, may sort of makes sense, because he's, like, supposed to be going off to war. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that scene stresses me out a lot. I have oh, to say. really? Yeah, the scene where he's in his house. Because, mm-hmm. like, none, none of it makes sense. Yeah. Like, it all feels kind of insane. Yeah, I totally didn't know what was happening, because she was yeah. like, kill us. Like, Yeah, there's uh, no explanation, and his mom's going crazy, mm-hmm. and every time the camera turns in a different direction, the characters are in different places or doing different things. Yeah. So it's just such a, like, disorienting scene. Also, he's, like, kind of smiling and joking yeah, about it. Yeah, he's, like, hyped. Yeah. He's hyped to go with him, and his mom's, like, sobbing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, 
obviously speaks to his like innocence and yeah his his like what, naivete yeah i was like what is the word for that ignorance is that actually it yeah. naivete naivete like yeah, he's naive that... yeah yeah really okay <laughs> no just like i know the word naive i was just like is that the yeah. tense um yeah i think so um yeah and then what was i saying oh okay and then the scene where like uh they're gonna take the picture like he's with the russian yeah um, like the militia uh, yeah wait what were you saying sorry the militia yeah the militia um and when they take that picture honestly like that's I feel like um, this movie, even though like there's a bunch of minor characters that don't really play a big role, like the guy who's taking the picture is like, I don't know, there's like so memorable, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. He has such a personality mm-hmm. that he's like, even though he never shows up again, mm-hmm. pretty much, he's like, he feels like such a key character. Yeah. And, and that's like, the thing throughout, I think. Because like yeah, with for Yasha, sure especially mm-hmm. in my mind she was there the whole movie but she like isn't with him for like the whole second half of the movie yeah and i was like oh yeah so like there are so many characters who i like remember distinctly even from the first time seeing it mm-hmm. and i i think that adds to the realism just cuz like obviously in our lives we meet people who have like distinct personalities that don't really play a role but like we kind of remember them yeah i don't know and then i i don't think anybody or very few people will understand what i'm trying to get here but i i felt like during the scene when he runs off and he's in the forest i don't know i got like annihilation vibes just because like and then he's with um what's her name? Glasha. Glasha. And like yeah. there's the rainbow and it just felt like super surreal and like Yeah. That scene I was afraid of that scene for some reason. Oh really? like I was afraid about it happening because the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. it really stressed me out for some reason. Yeah. And I like this time I was like, no, this is fine. Yeah, I think the, what might have the part when she's like talking to him weirdly that's yeah. still stressful but then when yeah, she's dancing sure. on the box i mm-hmm. have like very negative memories about that scene yeah I feel but you. then i watched it and i was like no this is fine mm-hmm. no it's like i think it's because like there's just underlying tension like yeah there yeah for sure and then bombs go off and then they're like oh we can still hang out yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is insane. That, that point onward, this movie is like very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um also I was confused. Why didn't they go back to the village like with all the women there at that moment? What do you mean? Do you know so like they went off into the forest and then uh the paratroopers were coming down. And then oh, they got yeah, yeah. bombed. And then yeah. 
he or they both left that village where they were like where the militia oh, yeah. was getting ready, right? Well, because the militia left. But the there was like women that were still there, and I was like, why didn't they just go back oh. there? But instead, they like stayed the night in the forest. I don't know. It's not. Yeah. It's not a critique. I was just like, yeah. Um. I get what you mean. Yeah. And then, okay, so yeah, basically after that, they go back to his village and, oh man, okay, so they go inside and I, or you see the dolls on the ground and immediate, immediately, yeah. I was like, oh, his family's dead. And the flies? Just, yeah. Oh man. And then like, they're eating food, right? And then like, yeah. she can smell the bodies on the other side of the wall. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Oh my god. And then they're running that... away. Yeah, when she turns around. Oh my god. And you see, like, everything. Mm-hmm. There are few movie moments as traumatizing as that. <laughs> yeah, I think like, that it's... image will stay in me forever. Yeah. I first saw the movie two years ago, and that's, like, one of the images that, like, I... It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Yeah, that seems, like, painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they're, like... When he's, like, swimming through the mud... Yeah. That seems, like, very discomforting as well. <laughs> like, right sure, after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, we didn't mention this is like a 14 year old boy who's just yeah. like literally like... struggling through all this, yeah. Um, yeah, and then okay, so then yeah, they meet like a I'm assuming like people from a bunch of other villages that just kind of got yeah. together, yeah. And then, yeah, you meet the guy who's been burned. Who, yeah. who's like, I told you to stop d- to not dig. And he's bas- basically like, because if you're digging, this led to your family being found out because the German plane saw you guys, right? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, so I think there's two things there, which I think that's one of them. And then I think also he only went, um, like he went into the militia because he had a gun because mm-hmm. he dug for that gun. Yeah. Um, so I think it's sort of like if you hadn't like done that and gone away and everything, it might be different. Yeah. And um, yeah, so for sure this movie's talking about like fate and like, I don't know, yeah, what, what you're predestined for or something of that nature. And um, yeah. that also reminds me of the scene where I'm kind of skipping around, but where the German soldier is telling the Russians like how trash they are and how they need to be, or they need to be like uh, killed. And I was like thinking about faith or not faith, um, fate and just how like he knows he's going to die. So, and yet he still like wants to spell this hatred. And I just thought that was interesting. Like how like, even he wants to use his last words for hate rather than like, I don't know, something better. 
Does that Is make that sense? Is that like the ending? Not the... the yeah, it's like the last 30 minutes. Yeah, where they're like under the little bridge thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I just brought that up because I think it's interesting the two... Like, I just thought of those because how they connect in, like, fate and just how, like, he was digging, therefore it led to all these things kind of happening. And then the yeah. fate of the German soldier and how, like, he knows he's going to die and yet he still chooses to, like, I don't know, like, talk shit. I don't know. Do I make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that I don't know. This film is like super poetic and probably has a lot more shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um... Okay. So then, yeah, they, they have the guy or they make a clay version of Hitler on like a scarecrow type of thing. And then what, what is their plan with that? They like put in the middle of the road. Yeah. I think the thing is just like, hey, look, we're here type of thing. They put it in the middle of like a road where the Germans are crossing. Yeah. Um, um, and then, oh, yeah. And then one of like two of the guys get blown up by mines. Yeah. That they didn't know were there. Yeah. Was... And then the I have to say the part when it's like the four of them together mm-hmm. is probably the most calming part of the movie yeah for sure because they're yeah, just cause... like kind of walking and like talking to each other and stuff yeah and they're like making Which jokes is it yeah it's still kind of stressful mm-hmm. but it's it feels okay-ish yeah um yeah and then okay so the bit with the cow mm-hmm. is I don't know. For some reason, that's so memorable. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Some people might take this the wrong way, but I kind of thought that flare scene also includes the cow scene. It's kind of beautiful just because, like, the flare goes up and then they start shooting and you can see the uh, gun traces. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. That was so nice looking, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, anything with the like when the bullets are flying overhead mm-hmm. it's so like it so much doesn't feel like a normal war movie mm-hmm. like it feels almost like fantastical or like science yeah. fictiony yeah for sure um yeah i don't know it's weird but yeah, then like I'll... also it feels so like grounded in realism mm-hmm. i think that speaks to my point that I was trying to make earlier about like how I feel like it's sort of similar to Annihilation. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Also, because I didn't really know much about this movie. Um, okay. And so like the poster, like the I don't know. It's not the original poster, but the one where it's like um, how can I describe it? There's like blue and yellow and like red lights yeah, all like around him. Colors. Yeah. yeah, I totally thought this was mo- this movie was going to be more like science fictiony because of that poster. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's a which, fantastic poster I have. Yeah, I it's that's maybe like one of my all time favorite posters. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, 
And then um, I kind of, I didn't write anything. I didn't take any notes until the part where, um, well, oh yeah. Okay. So the church burning scene. Yeah. Um, that, that's intense. Cause yeah. Yeah. So Hold they're on. all to be right back. Okay. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about this scene. Okay, so yeah, so they're all they're crowding a bunch of um, Belarusian people into this church, or not everybody. It's like they keep the some men out and some kids. I don't know. I don't quite understand who they choose, but there's still women and uh, kids in this church, or maybe farm or barn of some sort. Um, and I'm it's back. so crowded. Okay, yeah, and so. Basically, all I got to was, like, um, people... So, how did they... Do you know what was the process of choosing who got... Who went into that church slash barn and who didn't? Because I was kind of confused on that. I think they just forced everyone in until, like, no. fit anymore. Well, not everyone, because there were survivors and they were like, hey, you, my kid was burned in there. And obviously, the main character was... Yeah, but that's because... So, when, once everybody's in the barn, the guy comes to the window and says, um, people can come out if they leave their kids. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, okay, yeah, and that scene is, like, so claustrophobic and chaotic, and, like, there's yeah. the German soldier that's in there, and he, like, yeah. and I was like, oh, they're gonna kill him with them in there, but no, he escapes but yeah. yeah that was intense um and so yeah they literally burned down all those people and like the german soldiers are kind of enjoying it yeah they're like having a good time outside and every and everything yeah that's maybe the scariest scene in my opinion yeah i think so too um the bit when they're taking the photograph with liara mm-hmm and they have, like, the gun to his head. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, because he's literally flipping his shit out in silence, and they're just so casual yeah. about it. Yeah, he's, like, crying, and, like, you can tell he's just, like, so tortured and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's... I think... Or sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's a great moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I was gonna skip to the part where he like meets some, I don't know, a crashed car, and there's like the half naked lady out there, and she's struggling. Yeah. So that was the same. I assume I could be wrong. I assume you noticed that's the same lady who, like, he saw for a second in the German car. Mm-hmm. Um, that's such a weird sequence too because it like suddenly the Germans are all dead and stuff yeah and it doesn't really show what happened mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah I thought that scene was also super interesting because he gets bandages and then rather than like helping her or someone else he like uses it for his gun yeah because his gun's kind of broken 
yeah yeah the that is interesting yeah like i don't know what they're tr- like um klimov is trying to say there but like i don't know i guess like i, I don't know definitely think that's an interesting thing though like he yeah, for sure. helps his weapon before any people mm-hmm. um, um yeah and then there's like the ending which is yeah. pretty much like them under the bridge what did you think of that um so i was also i found out through a little bit of trivia like there's missing scenes not that i don't uh-huh. think they got like deleted or anything but i think like they just kind of forgot to shoot i think is what i got the impression of from when i was oh. reading because like like how did they capture these german soldiers you don't really see but i guess it's all told from his perspective so how would he know so yeah. i guess that makes sense I think um, they sort of steer it into something that feels intentional. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I think that I don't know. I was kind of confused with the scene because um, one of the guys there, he's like, um, "We're not Germans," and I was like, "What? You totally are." I like what is so. I think I'm, those are like Eastern European guys who were recruited by the German army. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. Um, but obviously they're not like from the same villages as these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I am pretty sure that Germans used like, like would have other people, um, do stuff for them. Oh, okay. Oh, that also makes sense why he speaks their language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was confused on that, but that clears it up. Um, And then the blonde guy is German. Yeah, he's for sure German. And like, yeah, like I said, he like goes on his whole tirade. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. He's so, like, I mean, he's a Nazi, so obviously. Mm -hmm. But he's so, it's just so awful. Mm -hmm. And like, and then you see... It's like ramping up, and then you see the guy running with the torch, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And yeah. then they throw gasoline on them, and then it doesn't even lead to that; they just shoot him. Yeah. Which okay, is... and then I, I guess the big thing I want to talk about, my favorite scene in the movie, the bit like the montagey, yeah, thing with the real footage at the mm-hmm. very end. Yeah. What's your take on this? Okay, I literally wrote that wrote what I was like, oh, what does Sammy think of this? Um I I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I feel like I just finished it like I don't know, not that long ago. So I maybe I need to think about it more, but yeah, what's I don't know, what's your take? Um Okay, so I think partially I don't really have a take. Okay, yeah. And I feel like it's more just me being like, wow, this is such a good scene because mm-hmm. it's like one of the most powerful scenes I think I've like ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something about that ending like blew me away the first time I saw it. Yeah, same here. Um, and yeah, but also, so it like goes back basically to when Hitler was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and like obviously he's more hesitant to shoot if 
you haven't seen it and I'm describing this, this won't make sense. Um, but he's shooting like a picture of Hitler mm-hmm. and imagining like the whole destruction of like Europe and everything, but all the footage is playing backwards. Um, but yeah, just the idea of like obviously we see this kid as like an innocent guy because he hasn't really done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think at this point like he's, he's for sure kid. lost his innocence. Yeah, he's lost his innocence. Um, and I feel like that's such a significant theme is like the loss of innocence in childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously he's like a fourteen-year-old kid. If that had nothing to do with the plot, they'd have like a thirty-year-old protagonist. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, I don't know. There's just something so, like, weirdly, like, powerful, I guess, about him imagining facing like an infant who's going to do awful things. Yeah. But who obviously is just an infant at that point is just innocent. Mm-hmm. And, like, we know he isn't because he was, like, the worst person in history. Yeah. But as an infant, he still was. And I think the concept of him, like, in his mind coming face to face and then realizing that he's the one holding the power over that person and Mm -hmm. he's the one, like, threatening their life is, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, just a powerful moment. Yeah, it's incredibly powerful. Also, I like the scene how it's contrasted with there's another new kid, which is what he was called in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Yes. Who's like I love that. Yet to experience all the things he's ex- just experienced. And yeah, like exactly. Yeah, I think it's kind of I don't know, like everything in this movie, it's like incredibly interesting and like you could totally do a deep dive and get lost in it. Yeah. And then um and then yeah, during that scene and it cuts back to him multiple times, he looks so old and I think that just Yeah. Okay, I was going to mention this. Yeah. He I was going to look into the makeup, but I never <laughs> did. But he looks like older as it goes. Yeah. Um and I may have this maybe I don't know, this may be misinformation, but um, I think obviously not to an insane, like, as much of a degree as it appears in the film, but I think the actor, like, some of those physical transformations, like, actually happened to him, just yeah. from, like, the stress of shooting. Yeah, I think so. Um, Which, that's just, it's so, like, that's one of the details that, like, really makes this feel real, mm-hmm. you know? Because so, and that sort of ties to another of my favorite aspects is the use of close-ups. Oh yes. Um. There, this is like maybe my favorite use of close-ups ever. Yeah, I. They're I feel so you. like. Um. Because every character has like close-ups, and they're staring directly into the camera, mm-hmm. and obviously the way it's shot is just, like, discomforting as it is. Yeah. It's, like, all grainy and stuff. Um, And then just having to, like, stare into their face. Yeah, their soul. While they're, like, suffering these awful things. Mm-hmm. Is, 
it's just like it gives you such an awful feeling yeah for sure and like it's this look of like desperation mixed yeah. with like confrontation mm-hmm. like almost like they're asking for your help but they're also blaming you yeah totally with those close-ups and it's so uh yeah i don't know it's terrifying but it's brilliant yeah i i get you also i was thinking it adds to the realism because it makes it feel like a documentary where like yeah because obviously typically documentaries are recorded with close-ups during an interview and yeah it just adds to the i don't know the what's the word i keep on it i can't remember the word like the closeness you have to them and like yeah there's a better word for that but yeah um let's see um and then i guess the way sorry go ahead i was just gonna say even though this this film isn't shot in like one continuous take it kind of feels like it's just one long take yeah to me yeah it gives off that kind of feeling and i think it's just like the feeling of something being so unending Mm -hmm. like all the this brutality like never stops throughout the movie yeah um but i feel like the way i imagine it is more like each scene is one take yeah um like i imagine the scene where they burn the barn down specifically like that Mm -hmm. feels like such a one take scene yeah for some reason yeah i get you um like it sort of goes across the whole um i don't want to say landscape because that implies that it's like a much bigger area but it goes across like the whole area yeah yeah um yeah i was just gonna say another thing that's cool is the way and this is like what's commonly talked about when in like when like critics discuss this movie and stuff but the way it uses his like subjective experience Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of moments especially with the sound design where it's like specifically made to be like what he's hearing like after the bombs go off and it's like ringing for a while oh yeah that scene is so great um yeah and then like Obviously, with, like, the close-ups, a lot of them are based on where his focus is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's a scene near the end when that girl is bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's like a close-up of her, and it seems like a POV, but then it cuts away, and you realize he's looking somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just moments that like those that sort of feel like like even though he's looking at something else like that's where his focus is mm-hmm. is like on the that girl or like those sounds yeah for and sure. i feel like it sort of just places you inside that character's mind mm-hmm. which obviously makes it more of like a visceral experience yeah um oh also sorry i'm s- jumping around again but um the the scene where they're like directly talking to each other, him and what's her name? Glosh. Glasha. Glasha. Um, yeah. And like, there's a, 
really weird bokeh and like i don't know i love that scene and just like the way i feel like they only use that lens during that one scene but it's like super close up i don't know if you noticed it but like and yeah the bokeh is like super um bokeh e but yeah um, yeah i also like there are a few good like split diopter shots in this oh yes those are also um, super great yeah yeah um, okay uh final thoughts i suppose unless you have more poop to say um not really no yeah um okay i guess i'll give my final thoughts first um so yeah this is the first time uh i've seen this and it's like i said the first um like modern russian film i've seen yeah so what have you seen before just Just battleship potemkin and man with a movie camera yeah okay um and yeah, I don't know. This movie, like, I want to watch it again just because, like, it captivated me. And I just want to, like, kind of, like, I don't want to experience this, obviously. And I I don't really want to be yeah. in this world. But it just, I don't know, it's stuck in my head so much that I just, yeah. I want to, I don't know, I want to get everything I can from this movie. And it's just, like, this is maybe the my favorite movie we've talked about okay on the podcast i don't know yeah um but yeah i love this shit and yeah yeah um so i guess final thoughts i pretty much agree with everything you say i do think so i first saw this i think like two years ago Mm -hmm. um and then, so I do think rewatching it, that there's a sub note to this, footnote to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was less captivating, but also like way less painful to sit through the oh, second time. Yeah. Um, but I think this is also maybe because I had to like take breaks throughout it because like other stuff was going on and I had to pause it and mm-hmm. like, like I had dinner in the i had to pause and go eat dinner mm-hmm. which potentially could have ended badly because this is kind of a sickening movie yeah um but yeah so stuff like that i think kind of just took me out of it mm-hmm. um it's a lot easier to stomach a lot of the stuff yeah the second time but it's also like so much of it is just like it's awful to sit through yeah you know yeah and not that it's not compelling or like brilliant or anything it's just like very this is like the most painful movie i can think of yeah yeah like it's not fun you know i totally get you um yeah and i think because of that it's like especially if we're talking like objectively this has to be like one of the best war movies out there. Yeah. Cause I don't think anything really captures the feeling of war as well as this. Not that I would know yeah. obviously, but like nothing's this viscerally affecting mm-hmm. that I've seen. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Are you ready to move on to like non-movie recommendations? Um, yeah. Do we want to give ratings? Oh yeah. Duh. Um, holy shit. I haven't actually thought about my rating. Um, you go first. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. It's really on the edge between a 4.5 and a 5. Yeah. I don't think I like love it enough to like make it a 5 for me. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll go with a 4.5. Um but with like the implication that this is like one of the most powerful, most important, most essential, most perfect movies like I can think of. Okay, yeah. Um was your first sense. time around was it also a 4.5? It was a five the first time I saw it. Oh, okay. But yeah. that was also, like, I feel like I was like, well, it has to be. But also, it was, like, great and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i feeling a five for this. Okay. Yeah. I. That's great. I might bump it back up. All right. Um... I was, yeah. So it's really, really on the edge. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Recommendations. Um, do you have yours for, prepared? Um, I did, and I, then I forgot, so you go oh, okay, first. Okay, yeah, I can go first. Um, okay, computer management is my recommendation, because uh, just like yesterday and the day before, I deleted a bunch of files from high school, and like... I had like a bunch of CDs that I wanted to get rid of. And so I just like put them on my computer. I ripped them off and that's the right term, right? I ripped them and put them on yeah. my computer and like organized them and put them into iTunes and like, that's great. Yeah. made folders for a bunch of other stuff. And it, yeah, it's really satisfying. Oh, also um, I've hooked up uh, my HDMI to my computer, to the TV so then, like, everything was just bigger. It was, yeah, it was a nice experience. Yeah. Okay. Um, my recommendation, because I did nothing this week that seemed worthy of a recommendation, this is based on a school thing. And luckily, I have philosophy as a class, so nice. it can be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to recommend looking into, f- like, the free will versus determinism debate. Nice. Um just because it's cool. And we had like an assignment where we had to write something about it today. And I ended up writing way more than I expected just because I started thinking about it way more and more. Mm -hmm. And like how people use, um, like use those arguments to back up their like religious beliefs Mm -hmm. as in like, Oh, like uh, specifically with like politics. Um, I was thinking about how like, people use the argument like global warming is part of God's plan. Yeah. Um, which is like sort of a deterministic argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read an article from the Atlantic about how free will doesn't exist because not because we can't make choices, but because we can't actually escape the like the lives we lead, I guess. It was basically yeah. about how, like, the American dream is dead. Oh, And, okay, like, how yeah. social mobility isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So free will really doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. 
and it was super interesting and i started thinking about like um like i specifically uh the movies fight club and american beauty and yeah. like how they're like these sort of like quote unquote good lives where people made like so-called right decisions but then still ended up with like bad lives mm-hmm. um and how like that could be an argument that like you're determined to have a bad life despite whatever choices you think you're actually having mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah so i like thought about it way more than i ended up like meaning to or expecting to that's amazing that's awesome um so yeah. you're basically telling everyone to be an existentialist yes please <laughs> think about your existence nice um Okay, do we want to go into like the the movies we've seen in the, like the last week since Yeah, I want to talk first cuz yours I want to spend some time on. Okay, for sure. Um assuming we're going to talk about the one you watched that I think we are. So I guess the big recommendation for me this week is the movie um uh The Platform. It's on oh, okay. Netflix. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I watched it with, like, middling expectations because anything new from Netflix, I'm like, eh, until it gets, like, hyped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think, my favorite movie of the year so far. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and I've pretty much seen, like, all the movies that are out so far that I've wanted to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... It's very Snowpiercer vibes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's just a super good, interesting movie. Um, All right. Um, and like very compelling and stuff. Okay. Uh, rant for a second because I gotta go to the yeah. restroom. Okay. Um. Yeah. So basically, the platform is in Spanish. And it's on Netflix and it's about like this prison type thing where it's like a ton of different levels and on each level are two people who sort of share a cell Um, and they send a platform of food down from like the top levels to the lower levels, but it doesn't get refilled. So by like the bottom levels, there's no food left. Um, Yeah, and it's sort of this super interesting take on like capitalism and how people at the top I guess have the easiest time um, like consuming the the things they need and then it sort of leaves those at the bottom to not have um, like anything left basically and like it's not a subtle allegory but then okay. like it takes on surprisingly nuanced terms um especially so this main character they like switch cells every month so you never know what floor you're going to be on um so as he like moves up and down this like social ladder basically it sort of shows all these different attitudes and like how it changes people um yeah it was super oh. interesting nice <laughs> how much of that were you there for uh just he 
is on a different level every day in social ladder. Okay, yeah. It's a cool movie. You should watch it. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, it's for on sure. Netflix. So you don't have an excuse. <laughs> yeah. And the world doesn't have an excuse. Oh. Shout out to everyone. Yeah. It as in like when I recommend something that's on the Criterion channel, a lot of people probably or like less people have that obviously than Netflix. Yeah. Um speaking of which, the swimmer got taken off. Yeah, I saw your post about like, or your two story. days ago, and I was so sad because I was hyped for you to watch it. Yeah. Big bummer. Well, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay, so yeah, I saw you recommended recommended this uh the last podcast, and I watched yeah. Orlando. Um, yeah, which last podcast you said you had seen it. Yeah, Which I we thought... figured out you haven't. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Somehow you were aware seen... of the plot. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd seen uh, Elizabeth the Golden the Age. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, okay, yeah, but Orlando. Um, yeah, I also recommend it's it's an amazing movie and it's like broken up into these chapters that like, I don't know. They're just, it's like so poetic and beautiful. It's yeah. Great. Okay. I'm glad you're a fan. Cause mm-hmm. it's so like, it kind of blew my mind. Yeah. It's so underrated. Yeah, for sure. Like no one talks about that movie, mm-hmm. which is awful. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then the big one that I saw, I rewatched Citizen Kane for my uh, film history class. And the first time around, I gave Citizen Kane a 4.5. And like, because I don't know, I was lukewarm on it. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I was mainly paying attention to like the story because everyone's like yeah. that that I've heard was like, oh, there's a twist and like you won't see it coming. And so I was like, I was mainly paying attention to that. And that's not really what citizen kane is like about like yeah it is about the um like about rosebud but it's like kind of not really and so i was paying attention to like uh just like the filmmaking and like that's yeah it's it's great it's obviously it's so good yeah and you gave it a five this time around yeah yeah um yeah, okay, so something you said in one of your letterbox reviews, you said like you could watch this and pay attention to a different thing every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And that's like I was thinking about that and that's so true. Mm-hmm. Like you could just pay attention to like set design. Yeah. One time. And it'd still be a compelling movie. Yeah, for sure. Like there's so much in every detail. Mhm. Um, yeah, this is like the cinephile's movie because you can just rewatch yeah. it. And like that, I think that's what defines like a classic movie in some parts is that like you can rewatch it and continuously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And it's like obvious to say now because it's like the most acclaimed movie ever or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like so good. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. It's also, I remember saying this to you when we first watched it together, um, about how it's better to watch it alone than it is with people. Yeah. Did you find that the case as well? I mean, I didn't think about that, but now that you said it, yeah. That totally. Okay. Yeah. Cause, so I've seen it twice or I've seen it once with my family, twice with friends. And I think like twice on my own, mm-hmm. I would guess. Um, and I was one of the friends. Yeah. So you were with me the most recent time I saw it. And it's, I don't know. I, I think this is partially because like when you're with friends, you want to watch like cool, fun movies. Yeah. Um, so it's like a different energy. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, it's like way more engrossing when you're not with anyone, I find. Yeah, I totally get you. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, then I watched it again, like the next day. After yeah, I with watched the it. Ebert commentary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And was that interesting? Yeah, I thought it was super interesting. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah, he was like pointing out he's, like little things that I didn't notice and stuff like that. Yeah, he's the greatest. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, and you said something in your letterbox review of that that I was like, this kid is gonna be shamed for not knowing Siskel and Ebert. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, obviously you wouldn't be. But yeah, they're so great. Is that like common I knowledge? Like Should I've known that? Um, as a film person, yeah. Mm, yeah. But like, don't feel bad for not knowing that. No, yeah, I totally don't. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. But it is like they're widely known. Yeah, I yeah, I only learned um, about them like in the last year. Yeah. So, oh well, to me. Yeah, you know them now, so. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's what's cool about that movie is like this is like a type of movie, like a very niche subgroup of movies that are like my favorite thing in the world, where you think you're getting into it for like a certain thing, and then you realize that it's like a totally different thing. Yeah. And I feel like Citizen Kane, it's like it kind of gets you into it with being like oh what what's this rosebud thing mm-hmm. and then like halfway through you're like oh i'm not paying attention to anything rosebud related anymore it's just about his life yeah you know mm-hmm. and like anything that sort of has that element where it's like oh you thought this was like a certain genre movie but actually it's just like about deep stuff mm-hmm. i love that yeah for sure um what was i gonna say fudge um i feel like maybe uh lawrence of arabia is kind of like that like i don't know maybe i don't really know the marketing behind it but i feel like people might go into lawrence of arabia and expecting like a war movie and like it's sort of that but like it's also super introspective and it's like yeah it's lawrence of Arabia and other shit he did and like does yeah. that make sense? I, I sort of feel that about Lawrence as well. Yeah. Especially because like the, the first hour is like they're kind of just chilling in the desert mm-hmm. and he's like calm and cool and stuff. 
and then like once he becomes really unhinged yeah it like becomes an entirely different movie yeah um that's another one i need to see again yeah that's so good um oh Um, sorry i remember what i was gonna say i was gonna say um yeah surprisingly um citizen kane kind of like i feel like in its cinematography and lighting led the way for like noir films oh yeah and i completely agree yeah and i totally didn't like see that the first time and i thought that was interesting yeah yeah um yeah so there's this good interview with orson welles where he's saying like um like the question is basically like what drove you to make something like so unique Mm -hmm. basically or like obviously so this interview is like from the 70s or something so it's way after and it's after it's been like highly praised and everything yeah for a good while and so there's something so i don't know yeah basically his answer is ignorance and like because he was in he worked on the theater and in radio yeah and it was like his first time doing anything movie related um so i just love the concept that like basically what he's saying is he was like too stupid to know that that's not how movies are made yeah like he was too stupid to know that there were like conventions so he just like did whatever came to his mind and that's like so strangely awesome yeah that's you know yeah it's because like that's really what people's like goal is yeah is like oh i want to make something cool and unique and influential or something i guess people don't have the goal of being influential but like cool and unique yeah and like great like something that stands out but no one usually thinks it's like i was just too dumb to know that that's not a thing you can do Mm -hmm. yeah that's so cool i forgot his name but the cinematographer on citizen kane he was like he specifically the story i heard is he specific fuck me he went out (laughs) and um he wanted to work on Citizen King because he knew um, Orson Welles didn't know like anything about filmmaking. He was like, I want to be challenged. Yeah. And that's like yeah. so cool. I think his name is Greg Poland. Yeah. That, that's what um, it is. Yeah. That's such a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole thing of like, like you think you're watching it because Rosebud, but then like, and when you figure out what Rosebud is, you're like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. But like the line of um, like near the end when the reporter guy is talking about like how one word can't define a guy's life. Yeah. And you're like, that's so I don't know. That's such a good moment because like when you learn what it is, you're like, wow, that's really like important. Mm-hmm. But it obviously doesn't give you the same amount of information that you get from like watching him live for two hours yeah it's yeah i don't know it's like i think nowadays especially people are like oh it's just a classic and like that's boring like even for like cinephiles because it's like the classic all-time greatest movie yeah you know like i feel like people are like oh it's boring to talk about that Mm -hmm. but it's like genuinely such a like profound and thought-provoking movie yeah um and, like, I don't, this isn't my take 
like I didn't think of this, but I was listening to a podcast about it and they were saying how like Rosebud is like, and it being the sled is like crazy impactful because he's, that was his childhood and like he misses the love of his childhood and that's what's robbed and that's what leads to him being like a shitty person and like treating um, the singer girl, I forgot her name, but um, like the way he does and like how he treats everyone else. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And there's that whole, like, all his interactions with his wife about, like, she's telling him, like, he wants so much love from everyone around him, mm-hmm. but doesn't love anyone but himself. Yeah. Um, Like, that so directly stems from, like, that childhood experience. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm, most definitely. Yeah. It's such an interesting movie. Yeah. Where does it rank for you in your all-time... Um, at the moment, like number ten. Oh, okay. But then I saw your new rating, and I was like, "This might go back to like." It's still not top five. Yeah. But maybe higher in the ten. Yeah, I was thinking I need to redo my top ten list. Yeah, would Citizen Kane be there? Yeah, I think so. You think? That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um. And then also my uh, film history teacher, he was kind of uh-huh. doing a lecture on it, obviously. And uh, he was like, I don't think this is the best um, American film or whatever, because obviously most or a lot of lists put it at number one. And then he was like, I'll talk to you about yeah. that later. And I was like, I'm, I don't oh. know. I'm so excited for his take on it. Yeah. Um, also, because he's British. Is that? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily like definitively the best. Yeah. But it's like it's almost beyond argument that it's the most influential. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Most definitely. Um. um okay. Are yeah. we ready to wrap this up? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, um, this has been the Uninitiated Podcast with your host, Avery, and uh, my co-host, Sammy. Oh, also something, we forgot to do the last podcast, which is uh, embarrassing, but we forgot to give out like uh, your Instagram handle and your letterbox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, go ahead. So, I'm uh, at the list is life 42 on both instagram and letterboxd check those out if you want to see me talk about movies more yeah and i'm gonzalez avery on letterboxd and i i want to go on a rant real quick so i have like yeah, i don't know ahead. i don't have a bunch of followers but i have followers right who yeah and i'm conflicted are people people not looking at my reviews because if that's the case, I'm okay with that. But if they're looking at them and just ignoring them and not liking them, I'm sad and mad. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think it's the former. Yeah, probably. That's my guess. Because how many followers do you have? Uh, let me check. Uh, followers. 37. So not a lot, okay. obviously, but um, yeah, 
Um, it's probably just that, like, they rarely come across your reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I don't get that many likes based on how many followers I have either. Yeah, but I don't know, at least you get more than one. And it's not, well, one of your good friends. Yeah. No, but (laughs) I mean, I get like 20 and I have like over a thousand, 1.3 thousand or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my letterbox rant. But um all right, yeah, this has been the uninitiated yeah. podcast and uh check out our other episodes and yeah, peace out.